nothing more, nothing less. It's not how good I am. It's not the family that I was born in, except being born into the family of Jesus Christ. And dear friend, if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ, it's by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's salvation this morning. If you don't have it, I pray that you have it before you leave today. Let's take our Bibles this morning. Let's turn in the Word of God to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is where we'll be today. Psalm 119, and if you are physically able, I'll ask you to stand with me this morning. Psalm 119 will allow the children to be dismissed to Junior Church and the Toddler Church this morning. Psalm 119, let's read one verse. We'll we'll look at all eight of these verses this morning. But Psalm 119, verse 105. Verse 105, I don't think I told you that. Psalm 119. 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want to bring you a message this morning entitled, A Cloud by Day, A Fire by Night. A Cloud by Day and a Fire by Night. Father, teach us, remind us, help us. Challenge us, Father, help our minds to be attentive on Your Word this morning. Father, help us to move all other thoughts and schedules and activities and whatever else can come into our minds today. And Father, help us to fix our thoughts upon the Word of God that is before us this morning. Because, Father, we need the lamp And we need the light. And I pray that you'd remind us of that today. Father, I do pray if there would be one here today or maybe two or maybe even several. Father, who have never come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. They stand here today lost in their sin. Father, I pray that they would understand that God's grace, there is a fountain not only filled with God's grace, but filled with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, everybody is level. The ground is level and everybody's equal at the foot of the cross. We all come the same way. It's by faith in the finished work, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if there would be one here today who's never come by that way, Father, may today they be saved. Father, for us as believers, may you remind us of the truths that we're going to see here in Psalm 119 today. And Father, we'll surely praise you and thank you for what you'll do in our hearts. Father, we pray this, not to fill time, but we pray it because we have faith that you will answer, that you can answer, that you have the power to work in our midst today. And so we ask for it. Father, help us in the moments to come. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I firmly believe that all of us gathered here today understand the difference between light and darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. Light 
is that which illuminates. It is that which gives sight and makes objects visible. Our text today is no doubt familiar. We're going to look at uh, all eight of these verses, 105 through 112 this morning. But in Psalm 105, we have two different phrases and we have two different words that are very akin, but they are different. Many times we come to Psalm 119, 105, we use these phrases and these terms interchangeably, and that's not necessarily wrong. However, there is a distinction made in verse 105. They're not the same. Notice with me again, if you would, Psalm 105. The and here speaks of distinction. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and... Okay, there's a distinction there. And a light unto my path. And so what's the distinction? Uh, A lamp gives light, does it not? That's what a lamp is for, and that's the idea here in Psalm 105. A, A lamp, whether it's a lantern or a lamp that would have been held in a hand or... Today, in modern times, a flashlight that we would hold, it gives light. Uh, It is the medium, the tool through which light comes. Okay, so what's the difference? I want you to hold your place here, and I want you to go back to the book of Exodus, Genesis, Exodus. I want you to go back to Exodus chapter number 13, if you would, this morning. Exodus chapter number 13. Exodus chapter 13, and let's begin in verse number 17. We know chapter 13, the nation of Israel is coming out of Egypt. We've just had the tenth plague, the death of the firstborn, and Pharaoh says, Go! Get out of here! We have the Passover. In verse number 17, it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, Although that was near, for God said, Let's peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness." And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. I don't think any of us have a problem understanding the necessity of the pillar of fire. All right? It's night. You can't say, by the way, we don't have a problem understanding the lamp. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet, to my feet. Okay, we don't have a problem understanding that because the lamp guides our way when it's dark. The lamp helps us to see the next step and the next step and the next step. The pillar of fire led them in the night, right? So why did they need the the pillar? Why did they need the cloud during the day? Can't you see during the day? 
Okay. They still, they still didn't know where they were going. They still needed leadership. Would you look back at verse number 17 again? If you're still there in Exodus 13. See here what, here, and I'm not trying to add to the scriptures this morning. But I submit to us this morning in Psalm 119 verse 105 that there is a distinction there. That the lamp unto my feet is to help me see those objects that I cannot see in the dark. And the light for my path is to help me discern the objects that I can see in the daytime. Look what it says in verse number 17. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was what? That was near. That would have been the quickest way to go, right? It was near. That would have been the quickest way to go. Okay, so in the daytime, I can clearly see with my physical eyes. And I can see. So why do I need a cloud? Why do I need God's Word? Spiritually speaking, even in the daytime, I don't know which path to take. The nation of Israel, if left to their own devices, would have gone the quickest way. They would have gone the way of the Philistines. And the Bible says, although that was near, for God said, let's peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. God said, look, I I don't want them to get involved in war because if they see the Philistines, if the Philistines come out against them, they're going to be fearful right after they've come out of Egypt and they're going to go back. They don't have the wherewithal right now to, to battle the Philistines. They're just going to quit and go back. And so he took them a different way. A cloud by day and a fire by night. The fire by night helps us to discern that which we cannot see. And the cloud by day helps us to discern that which we can see. Because in our human minds, we are prone to take the wrong path. Well, I can see it. That must be the right path. Well, does it line up with the Word? And so God's Word says, it says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. It, it, it helps me to see those things that without that lamp I would never be able to see. And by the way, the light does the same, spiritually speaking. But it's a light unto our path. We see many paths in the daytime. With our physical eyes we can see. And even sometimes spiritually we think, well, I, you know, I, I can see that. But we don't know which path to take. Cloud by day and a fire by night. And dear friends, this morning, that's why we need the light of the Word and the lamp of the Word constantly. To help us to to discern that which we cannot see. Does the devil try to put obstacles in our path? It helps us to discern those things that we cannot see. And it helps us to discern those things that we think we see. And so that's what I want to look at this morning in Psalm 119. A cloud by day and a fire by night. We need the lamp of God's Word so that we don't stumble over the objects that we cannot see 
And we need the light of the Word so that we don't stumble over the objects that we can see. A cloud by day and a fire by night. Let me give you three thoughts this morning from these eight verses. And we're going to spend most of our time on the second thought. But let me give you these three and I hope it will be an encouragement and a help to you this morning. I want you to see first of all this morning. And when I say it's, I'm speaking about God's Word. He says thy Word in verse 105. And so number one, it's, it's precepts light the path. It's precepts light the path. By the way, whether that's in the day or whether that's in the dark, its precepts light the path, whether that's in the day or whether that's in the dark. Let me read you a verse. You don't have to turn over there, although it's not very far. In Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 23, the Bible says, For the commandment is a lamp, the Word of God. Now, there are many words in the Scriptures that are used for the Word of God. Commandments, statutes, precepts, uh, law, judgments. And he says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Number one this morning, its precepts light the path whether in the dark, so that we don't stumble over the things that we can't see, or whether it's in the day, where we don't stumble over the things that we can see. You know, many times, Christians, we stumble more over the things that we can see than the things that we can't see. Because we're not allowing the light of God's Word to light our path. Number one, it's precepts, light, the path. Hey, take your Bibles and go to Proverbs 4. I want you to see two verses here. Proverbs 4. Its precepts light the path, whether in the dark or whether in the day. Proverbs chapter number 4. Look at verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. In verse 19. The way of the wicked is as what? Darkness. They know not. Hey, they know not at what they, what's the word there? Stumble. Now, in the book of Proverbs, and we've said this many, many times, you have distinctions. You have the simple man. That's the man who has never learned. He, He just hasn't heard. You have the simple man, and you have the fool. That's someone who has heard, but they have rejected. They've heard God's Word. They've heard wisdom, but they have rejected. Then you have the wise. That's the person who has heard God's Word and has received it. By the way, that's why the Bible says that a person shouldn't stay simple. Okay, They're simple because they've never heard. They either need to listen or somebody needs to go tell them. So you have the simple, you have the foolish, and you have the wise. The fool and the the wise are also referred to as the wicked and the righteous, or the word that's used here is the just. Wicked or the righteous and the just. And in verse number 18, it talks about the just, and it talks about the path that the just is walking on. He said, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day, the way of the wicked is as darkness. Why? Why is it as darkness? 
because they don't have the lamp of God's Word and they don't have the light of God's Word. Their path is dark because they're not hearkening and heeding and obeying and listening to God's Word. And so look what it says in verse 19. They know not at what they stumble because they don't see it. Because they don't have the wisdom of God's Word. And so number one this morning, it's precepts. Speaking of God's Word, it's precepts light the path whether in the dark or whether in the day, a, a, a cloud by day and a fire by night. But number two, and go back to Psalm 119, 105. This is where we're going to spend most of our time. Number two, its pupils love its promises. Okay, number one, its precepts light the path. But number two, its pupils, its students, if you will, love its promises. Let's read the rest of these verses if we could. Psalm 119, 105 through 112. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Except I beseech thee the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord. And notice this. Accept the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and what's the next two words? Teach me. The, the psalmist here, and again, I believe it's David, you may disagree with that, but the psalmist here, he's asking God to teach him. By the way, why is he asking God to teach him? Why? Say it again. Okay, he doesn't know it, but what else? That's true. He needs to learn. He wants to know it. Okay, he wants to please God. Okay, there's no better teacher and there's no better teachings. And the psalmist understands that. And the psalmist understands, I don't know it all. I, 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 I haven't arrived. I haven't learned everything. I need to learn. I need someone to teach me. And there's no greater teacher and there's no better teachings than what we get from God. No better teacher, no better teachings than what God teaches us. And the psalmist says, teach me. The pupils love its promises. Do you love the promises of God's Word this morning? Do you know the promises of God's, this, excuse me, of God's Word this morning? Verse 109, he says, My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. So here's the question, how do we know? How do we know? That the psalmist loves its promises. How do we know that the person who desires for God to teach him, how do we know that he loves God's promises, the promises of God's Word? Let, let me give you these three, and I, I want you to get these this morning. Even if you're not taking notes, I, I pray that you'll take mental notes this morning. It's pupils love its promises. Listen, I need a fire by night. I need something to guide me by night. And I need a cloud by day. I need something to guide me in the day. Even when I perceive that I can see, I need still, as Miss Judy says, I need leadership. 
I need someone greater than me to guide me and lead me because my wisdom as a human being is foolishness, the Bible says. The only wisdom that I have is the wisdom from God's Word. Yes, you can get book knowledge and gain knowledge. I'm not talking about that this morning. I'm talking about spiritual wisdom. It only comes, and wisdom as a whole, it comes from God's Word. Look what the psalmist says here. How do we know that he loved its promises? Well, we know because he said, teach me. But let me give you three things here. Number one, they are resolved. And they, the pupils, the students, those that say, teach me. They are resolved in their consecration to it. They are resolved in their consecration to God's Word. Notice what the psalmist says here. Notice in verse 106. So, somebody give me some words from Psalm, or excuse me, from verse 106 that shows the resolve and the consecration to God's Word that the psalmist has. Very first word, sworn. He says, I have sworn. What's another one? Perform. Will keep. I will. Will goes with all of those. I will. He says, I have sworn. I will perform it. I will keep thy righteous judgment. That is a resolve and that is a consecration, a commitment to something. By the way, we're all committed to something, aren't we? And by the way, things that aren't bad. We're in Sunday school this morning and our Sunday school teacher is worried about frozen pipes. You know why he's worried about frozen pipes? Because he's an insurance agent. That's what he does. And, and weeks like this... How many people didn't let their water run? How many pipes are going to be? How many floods are we going to have in homes? Right? By the way, the, and I'll just give you a heads up. The gas bill and the electric bill here at the church is going to be really high this month. Because we kept the gym very, very hot this week to keep the pipes nice and warm this week. Okay, we, we left the baptistry heater on all week to give some radiant heating to that one pipe underneath the baptistry that froze last year. It hasn't frozen yet. The water's still running, so I hope we're good. Okay, it hasn't busted yet. The person that fixed it did a wonderful job. It hasn't burst again. We all have things that we're committed to. That's my point. We all have things that we think about. Maybe our jobs, maybe our families, maybe hobbies. We're committed to something. And in, in some cases, we're consecrated to it. In some cases, we're resolved in it. Well, the psalmist is resolved in his consecration to God's Word. He says, I have sworn, I will perform it, and I will keep His righteous judgments. Uh, look down at verse 108. Look at verse 108. Except I beseech thee, the free will offerings of my mouth. We just spoke about that last week. What was every offering supposed to be accompanied with? Several things, but we, we spoke about the, the meat offering last Sunday. It had, it had the, the meal and the oil and the frankincense, but 
What was the last thing we spoke of they were never to forget? It's the salt. You see what he says here in Psalm 108? He says, accept. Receive it. I pray that it is acceptable. Accept, I beseech thee, the free will offerings of my mouth. My worship and my praise, the things that I allow to come out of my mouth... To you, O God, I pray that they are acceptable. I pray that they're a sweet-smelling savor. I pray that they're seasoned with salt. And I am resolved to that. He said, accept. I beseech you the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. If you're going to ask someone to teach you something, you're resolved in learning something about it. They are resolved in their consecration to it. Look at verse 109. How do we know He's resolved? The last part of 109, He says, Yet do I not forget Thy law. Verses 109 and 110 and verse 107 as well. There's oppression, there's affliction. The enemy is coming against Him. He said, My soul is continually in my hand as, as we would hold excuse me, sand in our hand. And the sand goes through our fingers. He said, I, I'm holding my soul in, in my hand. It's constantly, it's constantly under attack. I'm constantly fearful for my life. But notice this, even in the midst of that, I'm not going to turn away from you, God. I'm not going to turn away from your word. Yet do I not forget thy law. Even in the worst times, the psalmist says, What do I do? I remember your law. Verse 10, The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Verse 111, Thy testimonies have I what? What's the word there? Taken. Thy testimonies. The true witness of who you are and what you've done for me and your faithfulness to me. Your testimonies. How how your life has testified toward me about who you are. Let me ask you this morning, what is it that God has done? Maybe even this week or maybe this past year or maybe recently or maybe in the past. What has God done in your life that has testified to you how good God is to you? And how faithful of a God He is. How merciful of a God He is. How loving of a God He is. And yes, how just and righteous of a God He is. The psalmist says, Thy testimonies have I taken. And then in verse 112, he says, I have inclined mine heart to perform. That word incline has the idea of subjection, of submitting, of bowing in reverence and obedience. And the psalmist says, I have inclined mine heart to perform Thy statutes. Number one, its precepts light the path. And because its precepts light the path, its pupils love its promises. Because its precepts light the paths, the the students, the pupils know this is what I need. These are the teachings that I need. this This is the knowledge, this is the wisdom that I need because I need light. I need light. You need light. Our world needs light, doesn't it? Where do we get it? We get it from the Word. Thy Word is a lamp in the dark and a light in the day. Number one, its precepts light the path. Number two, its pupils love its promises. How do we know that? Because number one, they are consecrated. 
excuse me, they are resolved in their consecration to it. But number two, number two, they are revived by their courage from it. They are resolved in their consecration to it. They're resolved in their consecration to God's word, to God's precepts, to God's commandments, to God's judgment. They are resolved in their consecration to it. And they are revived by the courage that they derive from it. Notice what the Bible says. We've already seen them, but notice verse 107. I am afflicted very much. I'm suffering affliction. The enemy's coming. We, we, we know the enemy's there because the Bible says in verse 110, it says, The wicked have laid a snare for me. I, I'm afflicted. And what does he ask for? He asks for God's word to do what? Quicken him. Now, by the way, I don't believe here this is, is speaking of salvation quickening. I believe this is speaking of just heartening him and giving him, 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 bolstering him and support. He said, in the midst of affliction, God, I want your word to strengthen me. I want it to, I, I want it to make me alive again. Revive me again. I'm discouraged. I'm disheartened. I, 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 I'm ready to throw in the towel. But God, I want your word to strengthen me and quicken me once again. It's pupils love its promises. Because they are revived by the courage. By the way, what is courage? Faith in God's promises. They are revived by the courage that they get from it. Look at verse 109. Verse 109. My soul is continually in my hand. Yet, yet, he uses that word twice, 109 and 110. Yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet... I hear not from thy precepts. They are revived by their courage from it. Because God's word quickens, because God's word protects, because God's word, excuse me, God's word delivers. They are revived by their courage from it. Its pupils love its promises. Teach me. Teach me, God. Because they are resolved in their consecration to it, they are revived by their courage from it. And then let me give you number three. They are rejoiced with their confidence in it. They are rejoiced with their confidence in it. Verse 111, he says, Thy testimonies, thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever. Notice this, for they are the what? The rejoicing. When I think about how you have testified to me and how you have witnessed to me about who you are and your faithfulness and how you can, hey, how you can bring me through the affliction and how you can deliver me from the snare. When I think about how you have testified from your word to me, it rejoices my heart because I have confidence in your word. The pupils, its pupils, love its promises. Why? Because its precepts light the path. Let me ask you this morning, this is not a question of condemnation by any means. It's a question of consideration. How much do you love God's Word? When the afflictions and the snares and the oppressions come, where's the first place you run to? 
Hopefully it's God's word. I understand we can run to family, we can run to friends, or you can run to the pastor. That, those are all good, good places to go. But God's word, God has proven himself by his promises and his word over and over again. He's proven that he's faithful. He's proven that he's loving. He's proven that he is just. And that he is merciful. And we should love, we should love this. By the way, let me ask you, the things you love, what do you do? What do you do with them? Cherish them? Absolutely. Spend time with them. I love my family and I want to spend as much. I asked the question this morning, I ask it jokingly, because our family really, we're, we're together a lot. I asked the question, are you tired of your kids? Uh, I, I could spend all, the, all day, every day, of the week with my kids. I don't get tired of them because I love them. And that which I love, whether it's a person, place, or thing, that which I love, I spend time with it. I spend time with them. I give time to it. And the psalmist, he says, teach me. Teach me. Because those teachings are what's going to light my path it's, it, it's what's going to dispel the darkness. It's what's going to drive away the darkness. Listen, when you're making, when you're making what we would think of as human beings a, a grand decision, you know, we're, 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 we're going to buy a house or maybe we feel like the Lord's call, uh, making, a, making a move in our lives. We're going to buy a house or we're going to buy a car. Buying a car today is like buying a house. It used to be, right? Shoo! My goodness. But we're making a big decision. Let me, look, we need light. Those are big deals. Those are big decisions. Hey, young people this morning, teenagers, young adults, you're not married yet, you need light to marry the right person. Don't you stumble in the darkness when it comes to the matter of marrying the right person. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to have no light he doesn't want you to have any counsel. He doesn't want you to have any of God's Word. And He wants to, you to marry the first person that comes along that gives you a little attention. And it may or may not be the right person. We need light. Can I tell you this morning, our church needs light. For our church to make wise decisions, we need light. Our Sunday school teachers need light a lamp unto their feet to help them not to stumble over those things that they cannot see and help them not to stumble over those things that they can see. They need the lamp to their feet and the light to their path. Number one, its precepts light the path. Number two, its pupils love its promises. They are resolved in their consecration to it. They are revived by their courage from it. And they are rejoiced in their confidence, excuse me, with their confidence in it. Let me give you a phrase that one commentator gave about verse 111. He said, our portion, speaking of, notice, notice there again, look at verse 111. He says, thy testimonies have I taken as a what? As an heritage forever. He said, our portion lies in the promises of God, not in the possessions of this world. Our portion lies, 
our inheritance, our heritage. Our portion lies in the promises of God, not in the possessions of this world. Number one, its precepts light the path. Number two, its pupils love its promises. Folks, this morning I pray that we'll love its promises because we need a cloud by day and we need a fire at night. We need the Word of God to guide us in the, in the perceived daytime. And we need the Word of God to, to guide us at night. But let me give you a third one. And we'll end here. I won't spend a lot of time here. But let me leave, leave you with this thought. Verses 111 and 112. Number three, the parents leave it for posterity. The parents leave it for posterity. What's the it? It's God's Word. What's the it? Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Look again at verses 111 and 112. The psalmist says, Thy testimonies have I taken as and what? Heritage. What are the next two words? Forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. And hey, if they're the rejoicing of my heart... I want them to be the rejoicing of my kids' hearts. I want them to be the rejoicing of my grandkids' hearts and my great-grandkids and on down and on down and on down. It's generational, is it not? The parents, verse 112, he says, I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes. What's the word there? All way, even unto the end. Hey, would you do this? Would you turn back just a few pages to the left? I don't want to be rep actually I do want to be repetitious. Would you go back to Psalm 78 with me? Parents leave it for posterity. The psalmist said, I will, so that his kids could say, I will. The psalmist said, forever, always, to the end, so that his kids would take it up. It would be transferred to his kids, and his kids would take up the mantle and continue having the word the lamp for their feet, and the light for their path. Boy, our kids need that today in 2024, don't they? Wow, we live in some dark days. And I don't say that to be discouraging. That shouldn't discourage you. Because in the darkest of times, it only takes a little bit of light to shine. Yes, we live in dark days, but we still have the same amount of light. Jesus Christ is still the same. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. And then He said, not only am I the light of the world, but ye are the light of the world. You still have the same light. And it doesn't matter how dark it may be, we're supposed to shine. And by the way, we're supposed, excuse me, supposed to help our children to shine on after us. And our grandkids and our grandkids. Psalm 78, we spent a lot of time in here about two years ago Speaking of generational hope, Psalm 78, masculine of Asaph, an instructional psalm. He says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we, excuse me, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob. He proved himself. He witnessed himself. He testified himself to Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. And by the way, not only testified himself to Jacob, but he used Jacob, he used the nation of Israel to be a testimony. Or at least he desired to use them to be a testimony to the rest of the world. And appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to who? To their children. 
that the generation to come might what? Know them. Even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Why? Why is all that important? Because of verse number 7. Why do the children need to know? Why do the children need to be taught? That they might set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God, that they might set their hope in God, that they might set their hope in God. Listen, moms and dads, we can set our hope in God. Adults at Maranatha Baptist Church, we can set our hope in God, and I believe you have, that's why you're here. We can set our hope in God, but we must teach our children in the next generation that they can set their hope in God as well. And by the way, we must allow God to use us to testify to them and to prove to them that God is able and God is faithful. They need to see it. It's good that Roma and Carrie have set their hope in God. But their desire is for these two to set their hope in God as well. It's good that Megan and Adam have set their hope in God. Well, they grew up here. Before, before my wife and I were ever, they grew up here as teenagers. They're old now. Where are they at? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Miss Megan. You're not old at all. Adam is. Oh, I'm not even going to say that. I'm thankful they have set their hope in God. But you know what their heart is? Is for Jacob to set his hope in God and for Kinley to set her hope in God and for Levi to set his hope in God. And you know what they're doing right now? They're trying to teach them and show them and prove to them that he is worthy to set your hope in. That's why a cloud by day and a fire by night is so necessary. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Because its precepts light the path. Because its pupils love its promises. And because the parents need to leave it for posterity. For the future. For their children. For the next generation. They need light. That's why, look, that's why it's so vital that our kids learn the Word of God, that we read the Word of God with them, that we talk about the Word of God with them, that we study the Word of God. So that one day, when they become an adult, they begin to do it on their own. Not going to have mama there, mom and daddy there to read with them all the time and to open the kid's devotional book and read. No, no, no. Now it's going to be their turn to open the Word of God as the individual who they are, the Christian they are, and to study the Word of God and allow its light to guide their path, to be the lamp to their feet in the dark and the light to their path during the day so that they don't stumble in the dark and so they don't stumble in the day as well. I beg us this morning. Again, no, no statements of condemnation this morning, but I beg us this morning, if we haven't made this important in our lives I pray that maybe today we'll, we'll, we'll with God's help and with the grace of God and the strength of God 
will say, God, help me today to make this as important in my life as it should be. I don't want to stumble in the darkness. I don't want to stumble over things that I can't see. And I don't want to stumble over things that I can see. I want to have light and wisdom and discernment to be able to make right decisions. One day when I, when, when I get married and I marry a young man or I marry a young lady, I want to have wisdom to be able to, to choose properly. And, and really, I want you to choose for me. Let Him choose based upon this. One of these days when I'm making financial decisions, Lord, I want to have wisdom. I want to have light. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A cloud by day, a fire by night. Father, thank You for the time You've given us today. Father, help. Father, we need a cloud by day. We need a fire by night. And both of those are found in Your Word. Father, I don't know hearts this morning. I, I, I don't know decisions that need to be made. But Father, You do. Your Holy Spirit has already worked. Father, there may be someone here today who needs to be saved. Right now, they stand lost in their sin. And their destination is hell. Their eternity is hell. But Father, by Your grace, through faith, in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the finished work of Christ, they could be saved today. And Lord, I pray that they would be. Father, for us as believers, may we make this book, Your Word, this Holy Bible, may we make it as important in our lives as it ought to be. Father, may we desire to have as much light as we possibly can have in our individual lives, in our homes, in our church family, in our communities. Father, decisions need to be made this morning. If we need to confess some things this morning and just acknowledge to you, you already know it, but just acknowledge to you, your word hasn't been as important to me as it should be. And Lord, this morning I want it to be. Lord, there may be some who need to make that statement, make that decision, make that acknowledgement this morning. Give us the strength and courage to do so. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. If you're physically able this morning, I'll ask you to stand. Ms. Jo's at the piano. She's going to begin to play. Friend, if you're here without Christ, come. If you're here without Christ, come. We'll take the Bible. We'll show you further what it means to be saved. Believer, do you have a cloud by day and a fire by night so that you don't stumble over the things you can't see or stumble over the things that you can see? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you have a love for it? Its light is still the same. It will always light the path if we will allow it. The psalmist had a love for it. He proved that love. Parents, are you leaving that love? Are you leaving that light? Are you transferring that to the next generation? Are you helping them to set their hope in God? Not in money. Not in education, but to set their hope in God, in God alone. A cloud by day, and a fire by night. So that we don't stumble over the things we can't see, and we don't stumble over the things that we can see. Thou changest not, the song says. 
great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, you mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness.